You're listening to season two of The Female Health Show. Today on episode four, I bring you a very short and sweet episode on how powerlifting has been part of my self-love journey and a lot about powerlifting and what's involved. And if all things go ahead on Saturday due to the circuit breaker lockdown here in Melbourne, what I'm looking to hit in my comp this weekend. I'm super excited. You can follow me on socials at RaquelFitPT for all my powerlifting updates to come. And don't forget to follow the show on the podcast directories that you listen to for the latest updates of when I release my next episodes. Lifting weights has been part of my life for as long as I can remember. I remember being a 14-year-old participating in my mum's classes in body pump, Lesmond's body pump specifically, and naturally just the progression through being in the gym all the time. I was very interested in lifting weights. I was never around powerlifters or Olympic weightlifters. I was never around women who were lifting super heavy, but I had seen women exercise and lift weights well, and I was always interested in just lifting weights better. So when I got a coach for powerlifting specifically, it was an amazing journey for me because I had just come out of bikini modeling. So transitioning from bikini modeling, where it's all about what you eat, very, very much to the gram and looking a very specific way for a show into powerlifting, which is all about performance based and lifting heavy weights and executing movements with, you know, technically sound um, movement patterns was an incredible experience for me because it showed me that I'm not just a body. I'm a body that can move and I'm a body that can feel and do incredible things and I'm capable, I'm resilient, I'm strong and I don't need to look 10 kilos lighter than I am to be confident about myself, to love my body. So powerlifting was almost like self-expression of who I really wanted to be. And especially after the bikini modeling show and all that jazz where you're dieting down so hard for, you know, that period of time, I was thinking I was dieting down for five months and practically eating protein and vegetables every day was so hard to coming into powerlifting where, you know, it's not about weighing everything to the gram. Obviously at an advanced level, there is a lot of specifics that come down to it, but the transition for me as a novice powerlifter was so nice. The focus was not on looking 10 kilos lighter. The focus was on getting strong. And so it changed my my perception of myself. It made me realize that I'm so much more than just what I look like. So powerlifting has definitely been part of my self-love journey and is a reason why I coach my women to lift in this way because these lifts even though it's just a squat a bench and deadlift lifting weight or lifting weights with effective movement patterns and it's essentially showing your body that you can do it and showing your mind that you can do it it's breaking barriers it's breaking self-belief barriers and so for me the journey with my client when they start being able to lift weights and do a squat a bench and deadlift with load and get to that three rm two rm one rm is an incredible process i fucking love it so you know the beginning of this podcast is essentially just telling you how much i love powerlifting and how much it's impacted me on a personal level you know i don't look at my body and hate my body i look at my body and i'm like i'm fucking strong i got thick thighs I've got a thick back I've got you know body that can shift tin I know that I can lift weights and I love it 
you know, don't have abs, but I don't need abs because I love how I look. And that's not vain. It's not an egotistic outlook. That's just self-love. And I think everyone, every woman listening to this podcast, or if, you know, I know I do have a percentage of male listeners, everybody, everybody listening to this episode, I want you to realize that for so long, we've been shoved this opinion that exercise is a means to lose weight. And yes, of course it is. It's an energy output, part of the energy output equation. Um, But it's not just that. And when you reach a level where it's not just that anymore, and it's more about how you feel about yourself, what you're doing with your life, and your ability to tackle tasks and challenging moments, it's building resiliency. You know, exercise is non-fucking negotiable. As an adult, you do not have a reason as to why you shouldn't be exercising. The benefits of exercising far outweigh any negatives that you could possibly say. I don't even think there's any negatives of exercising besides the risk factor that you may hurt yourself if you're not paying attention properly. Of course. But the benefits of exercise that have on your mental health, your physical health, your overall arching life satisfaction is so much more important and this is why I love lifting because it gives you a reason to be in the gym or it gives you a reason for those of you who are struggling to like commit to something especially those who do eight-week challenges and are chronic dieters if that is you I seriously believe once you start building strength and your focus changes from I've got to do an hour of cardio in the gym every single day to maintain my body weight and you shift it to I've got a squat day today and you don't have to force yourself to be on a treadmill just to look a certain way where you can actually just maintain your muscle mass and your body and look even better by doing a squat, by doing bench, by doing a deadlift, by doing pull-ups and rows and push-ups and hitting muscle groups with weight, it's so much more satisfying. It's so much more fucking satisfying. So if you're stuck at the moment in exercise, your routine, you don't know what you want, you don't know what your goals are, I'd encourage you to lift weights. Lifting weights is so much more satisfying than forcing yourself to go to a gym or do a HIIT workout and not be satisfied after or just be forcing yourself so you can eat more food later like this is not why you should exercise Um, it's a good reason especially if you're cutting or if you want to lose a little bit of weight for a short period of time but if this has been you for years and years and years on end and you are getting nowhere it's time to shake it up anyway so let's get into what powerlifting is so powerlifting is three movements is a squat a bench and a deadlift Powerlifting has been around for many years. I don't believe there's an exact pinpoint of when it started. It's kind of just evolved over many years and over the globe and other people, you know, doing testing different things and it's been mixed up. And eventually now we've got this particular niche of people who do squat, bench and deadlifts and it's fucking awesome. Excuse me for my swearing today. I don't know what's going on, but I'm just, I'm just going with the flow. So there's going to be a few uh, F words today. I'm I'm, uh, anticipating it's already been seven minutes and I've dropped it like four or five times. So there is a weight class that you must meet when you sign up. Um, it, at my level, I'm just at a novice level competitor. Um, so I do need to meet the weight class and there's no exact numbers that I have to hit. So there's not like, okay, you're in the 72 kilo weight class and you need to hit um, 120 kilo squat. Like there's none of that. So I'm in that weight class and the categories change. So there's a 64 kilo weight class, which is the one below me. And then there's from 64 to 72. So you can weigh anywhere between that. The next one up is 84 kilos. And I believe there's another one, hundred kilo plus. 
Um, for the males, it's quite similar as well. Anyway, but if you're at an advanced level or you're competing for a national event or an international qualifying event, you definitely want to hit a certain numbers for those events to either win, take out the competition or to qualify for the next level. Powerlifting is not Olympic weightlifting. Olympic weightlifting is what you see in the Olympics. It's that snatch and the clean and jerk. It's two movements and they're super explosive movements. They are not easy by any means and it's incredible to watch because the technicality required, the coordination, the explosive power and the strength and stability of what that sport demands is on another freaking level in my opinion. It's crazy. Um, I have done weightlifting for about four months. I did it with Jordan at a certain time, maybe like two years ago now. Wow. Two years ago. That's, that's flown. Um, so I tried to do like a 40 kilo snatch over my head and I, I think I did it. I don't really remember, but I think I did it. And, um, like it's scary. Like you're lift, you're throwing this bar and the movement has to be right. And you have to get your feet and your hands and your arms in the right position, the elbows and everything just needs to work. And so the technical aspect of Olympic weightlifting is to my opinion, is so much more than powerlifting. But anyway, so I think there's been some incredible women in, there's been some incredible women in powerlifting, incredible athletes. And there will always will be, especially as women start to challenge the norms and get into this sport so much more. So Steffi Cohen may be someone you are familiar with who I think has personally brought this sport to light on social media, YouTube, especially she's a 25 times world record holder power lifter. She's the first woman to deadlift four times, 4.4 times her body weight. And she's actually a doctor of physical therapy. So she's freaking smart and strong. Um, someone else I've been following lately. Her name is Leah Bavol. She hit a 210 kilo squat recently 112.5 kilo bench press and a 225 kilo deadlift at 63 kilo body weight like that is freaking insane um unbelievable and for melbourne folks bev francis was actually a geelong woman from victoria and at the 1981 world powerlifting championship she set a world record when she bench pressed 150 kilos like i'm struggling to actually keep my 62.5 kilo bench press and she bench pressed 150 kilos. That is so like knowing that a woman or these women have bench pressed over hundred kilos is just like incredibly inspiring, but also so intimidating to me. Cause I'm like, wow, when the fuck am I going to be able to do that? <laughs> I don't know if I ever will be, uh, but I'm, you know, working at it. I'm working on it anyway. So yeah, I think this sport in powerlifting kind of brings people together. I really think that um, it's a sport based around community. And this is another reason why I love what I've created with Raquel Fit PT is because the like-mindedness of other women who want to lift heavy, who want to be good at something and achieve something through sport, I think is so awesome. I feel like in high school, and maybe this is a little left field, but when, when I went to an all-girls school, and when we were asked to play sport, at a certain point, the girls in my class didn't want to play sport anymore. Like they just wanted to sit down and chill. They didn't want to do it. And so, you know, I had a couple of friends at that time who we were just competitive and we just wanted to play. We just wanted to get out on the field. We wanted to do, you know, softball. We wanted to play football. We wanted to play basketball. We wanted to, you know, play run the gauntlet, which was cool games and stuff. And we wanted to just play. Um but there were some girls who didn't want to. And I feel like if sport, like playing on a field is not your thing, playing in an indoor court is not your thing anymore, or you don't want to, or that sounds too intimidating right now, 
then I think the gym is actually a really good stepping stone because it's just you in a bar. There's nobody else. But when you can base a community around it and you see your peers or women that you can connect with who are lifting heavy, it's really, it's really different. It's very different. Um, so I feel like it's a bonding experience for most of my clients who see each other in the gym and they know who each other are. And they're like, wow, you know, I seen you before and they chat and I love it. I love bringing my clients together. Anyway, so the equipment based in powerlifting, there's a belt, there's sleeves, there's lifters. Um, you can compete raw, you can p- compete equipped. So equipped lifters can typically lift a lot more weight. It's just from, they've just got more equipment and have got more attire that is far more supportive and very, very, um, what would you call it? The suit is thicker, the knee sleeves are tighter, like everything about an equipped lifter is more it's 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 almost like aiding the lifter more their their ability to lift more weight is greater than a raw lifter so for myself i have an sbd suit but it's not thick it's just super thin i have a belt which is approved for a raw lifter and i have knee sleeves which are compression knee sleeves the wrapped knee sleeves i've never tried them but they look so intense like i feel like my knees my freaking leg will snap off and i've heard so many you know quip lifters tell me that the same thing with the knee sleeve it just freaking hurts but yeah there's all these type of equipment that you can use to create more tension and more stability in a lift it's fantastic you know i if i didn't have my belt and my knee sleeves in my squat or my belt in my deadlift it's literally the difference between me pb'ing honestly I, i can lift i know that i can lift a deadlift at 115 kilos beltless but with a belt it just feels so much more supportive and i feel super tight i've just got everything under control and it just it almost like psychological as well like i just feel like i can do this movement better and so much so much more i feel like i've got more in my system than doing it beltless um, I do have lifters, but I don't really wear them anymore. I stopped wearing them during ISO last year and I've just been wearing Converse and Converse are flat footed. So I can get quite good depth with my uh, lifters. I mean, without my lifters, um, I've got very good mobility. So I haven't needed to use them um, at all, which is awesome. I actually quite like, I actually, I actually really like not using my lifters to lift. It's just another piece of equipment that I don't need um, to carry in my bag because my bag is already so full of stuff at the gym, but yeah, I've been enjoying just squatting without any of um, elevated uh, elevated arch. And I didn't explain that. A lifter, a shoe, the shoe, it's a shoe, has an elevated heel. So it allows you to get more depth. And this is usually used for people who lack mobility in their ankles or ability to get low and get that butt below the hips, which is where you want your your body position to be in order to have white lights in powerlifting and white lights is a good lift means you've passed a lift and that's been approved if you get red lights it's a failed lift and it's a it's a no it's like a no attempt so that doesn't count to your total if that was a pb um by the way with the shoes i was saying in converse training in cushy cushiony shoes are terrible for your feet due to the lack of stability created for the ankle so if you are a cushiony shoe addict and you love like whatever the Nike ones are called and anything with like chunky heels and you're chronically wearing cushiony shoes, you need to stop your ankle and your heel arch. Everything is not supported. Like you need to create foot awareness and foot stability by literally walking flat footed. And this is why physios and osteos and myos will teach you how to walk again with barefoot because cushiony shoes take away all of that 
So it's a terrible idea to wear cushiony shoes 24-7. Like I would never recommend it for any of my clients. Um, on the day, on this weekend, hopefully I can go ahead. I'm looking to hit a total of about, of above 300 kilos. So right now I'm in the ballpark and it's going to be a big push for bench, to be honest, on the day. But if I can get a 120 kilo squat, I recently just did 115. That felt like a freaking breeze. So I'm looking for a five kilo PB on that one. Um, 120 kilo squat. If I can get my bench just to sit at 62.5, I'll be freaking happy with that because I'm already struggling. Um, I did 65 kilos in the gym, but I really feel like those weights are just lighter. So I'm looking just to hit 62.5 on the day and I'll be freaking happy with that. If I can push 125 kilo deadlift or 127.5 kilo deadlift, this will get me a total, you know, with all my other lifts as well, a total of 307 kilos. So I'm pretty excited. So your total is the amount of PBs that you've lifted. So the, the best squat, the best bench, the best deadlift that you got all white lights for on the day counts to the total. So if you got all red lights on one of your lifts, that lift would not be counted at all. So it's just the PB lift that counts, not the, not the entire attempt. So you get three attempts. I didn't explain this either. You get three attempts at a squat, three attempts at a bench, and three attempts at a deadlift. And the best one that you got. So if you did 110 kilo squat, 115 kilo squat, 120. If you got white lights on your 120, that's the one that counts to the total. I hope that makes sense. I'm not afraid of lifting heavy weight. I'm so excited. So I know my body is strong. I know I'm able. I'm not in pain. My body's feeling so freaking good. And my mind is just really like focused. Like on the day or even when I'm lifting, I'm 100% focused on my lift. I'm not focusing on anything else, any any other bullshit, any background noise. I don't care about conversations. I don't care about anything else but what I'm doing with my bar. Okay, um, I'm so focused. So I'm really excited about it. If it goes ahead, if it doesn't go ahead, I'll probably do like a mock comp and just see if I can PB. But yeah, we'll we'll um, cross that road when it comes. So I thought I'd just take you through a bit of a running sheet on the day as well. So on the day, I'll arrive at least 30 minutes beforehand and I have to weigh in you know, at some stage when that, when it starts, um, we have to be in our weight class. So I'm in the under 72 kilo weight class and I don't have to worry about my weight. In fact, I'm actually sitting at 69 and fluctuating to 70 kilos comfortably right now. So I'm pretty happy with that. Um, last time I competed, which was two years ago, I did the worst thing ever. And I, um, literally didn't eat for two days because I wasn't sitting under 72 and I was stressing so much. Um, and it was terrible. So I would never do that again. I, I definitely am I definitely have planned it quite well with my food and uh, my, my body composition is sitting in a great spot. The I was supposed to compete last year as well, but COVID also fucked that up as well. So um, hopefully I can compete. I'm really looking forward to it. Anyway, once we weigh in, we gear up with the SVD suit, we eat food, and then we start warming up essentially to get the body prepped and primed for a big day. Um, I, you start with squats, then bench and last is deadlift. So I'll mobilize and activate my entire body. I'll trigger release, I'll foam roll, I'll have my bands, um, something light, nothing too intense, just to wake my nervous system up. And then once that's happened, we get the go, like, like the call to start prepping and start warming up with our warm up sets. Obviously, like I said before, squats will be first. So we'll start with our warm up sets with squats. And then eventually, once we've done our attempts on the actual platform, then we'll start warming up for bench and then do bench on the platform. And then again, have a little quick break, eat some more food in between, start warming up for deadlifts and then 
do the deadlifts on the platform and get um, assessed for that. So that's pretty much the day. It's It goes very fast depending on how many lifters there are. I've just been sent the schedule and it doesn't look like there's a lot of lifters, to be honest. And I'm not sure how they're going to run it. So sometimes they'll go through the whole entire list um, and then like keep going back and forth. Or sometimes I'll just stick to the class. I'm not sure. It usually is. Maybe that's Olympic weightlifting. Mm. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, forget that. <laughs> I've forgotten because I haven't competed for a while. But yeah, I'm pretty sure you go through the whole list in powerlifting first and then you come back up to the list again. So that's pretty much it. And I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, my goals are to continue to get strong once the comp is done. So it doesn't end there. I'm not just like quitting. That's it. I still want to continue to get strong. I would love to be able to hit 160 kilo deadlift next. Like I would love that. And then 200 kilos would definitely be the next goal after that. But let's just get one goal at a time. Uh, I think that'll take a whole year to develop, to be honest. And I'd love to just move past my 62.5 kilo bench press. I'd love to hit 70 kilos on a bench. And squats, I honestly think I can hit 130 kilos. And then I'd love to be able to rep like 110 kilos for reps. Like, I think that's a freaking realistic goal for me by the end of the year, given we don't have to have any lockdown stuff. I will compete again this year. My plan is to compete much later on um maybe towards the end of the end of the year so i have a lots of time to just focus on building strength and just work out my business as well because competing does take a lot a lot of time so you know my sessions initially were taking me about an hour with my program and i'm so thankful i should i should have said this i'm actually being coached by tyler uh from enterprise fitness in richmond so he's been doing my program so my program was taking me about an hour i was doing five days a week and now it's been tapered down to four days a week and um, they're taking me at least like an hour and a half, two hours with my warm-ups, my warm-up sets. I've been resting a little bit more between my working sets as well. So they haven't taken me a little bit longer. So powerlifting does take up, like competing does take up time and you've got to have time. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it. My other thoughts on this episode, I feel like I just wanted to say that lifting is a skill. Like being technically sound is important when lifting weights at all levels, not just at my level. Just because I'm lifting and competing, it doesn't mean it matters more. As soon as you start training in the gym, that is when it matters. Because if you're not building good technical habits, there's no way you can capitalize on strength later with poor form. Like sure, you'll get newbie gains, especially if you're new to the gym. You'll develop some strength, you'll develop some movement patterns. But if those movement patterns are wrong, then you're engaging the wrong muscle group and you're not actually targeting what you're supposed to be targeting. And then you won't get stronger in other areas because the transfer from one muscle group that you're training also trains another muscle group as well. And that's what people forget. You're not just training a bicep. You're also training perhaps your tricep at the same point. You're not just training your chest muscle. You're also training your back muscles in a bench press as well. And the whole freaking freaking body as well. Like in a bench press, side note, in a bench press, it's not just chest. You're using your back you're also using your arms. You've got to use your triceps and biceps to stabilize as well. Using deltoids, you're using rhomboids, you're using your glutes, you're stiffening up your quads and your hamstrings, you're creating tightness in your core. Your breathing pattern has to be proper. So everything's creating tension and this happens in all movements. And this is why the, the belt for me is a great support system because it helps my nervous system, helps me psychologically go, okay, everything needs to tighten up now. Um, and, and I feel like I've got that. I've created that tension. 
So it's important that when you train, you're thinking about your movements, essentially. It's important you are in tune and you're tuned in and not focusing on other crap in the background, like lift and focus. Um, Don't listen to other conversations. Get in your zone. Um, Visualize moving the bar. Visualize yourself in that moment doing it if you're scared you know psych yourself up a little bit but don't psych yourself up too much where then you freak out and you don't do it at all so just pay attention when you lift um it's not something you just pick up and throw like lifting is a skill and this is again why i love teaching my clients about training i love seeing them train and train in the gym properly like i love the comparison from seeing them in the gym doing a movement really badly and then eventually training them and they're doing the movement perfectly and like wow my back feels like it's actually working not my biceps in a lap pull down like fuck yes that's what i wanted so if you want coaching or you're feeling stuck please reach out i have availability for sessions i do i do at the moment a couple of my clients have moved recently so um, i have some to add in my weekly schedule if you'd like some coaching and anyone who wants to take their fitness and health seriously and wants to capitalize on their strength gains come and talk to me i have some time i have some space so i'd love to hear from you I hope this episode was interesting and something a little bit different that I don't usually talk about, which is training on here. If you have any questions, you know where to find me. Please message me at RaquelFitPT on Instagram or you can email me at RaquelFitPT at gmail.com. And I look forward to hearing your questions. Otherwise, enjoy your day and I'll be back on here with another episode very shortly. Thanks for listening, everyone.